Sloth Uni. All right, I lied a little bit. Instead of making a Twitter thread on trade stuff, we'll be making a video. Still posting a ton of information on my Twitter though, so if you're not following me on there, you're missing out. The link for that and all my other platforms are in the description. If you didn't notice in the title, this class will be all about trading. How to make one, when to make one, and when to avoid one. We'll also be getting into who to trade for. I'm excited for this one. To be honest, I'm excited for every single lesson, but this one has a little extra oomph to it. You all know the drill. Get comfortable, grab some grub, and strap those tinfoil hats in because class is now in session. Put your headphones on, get ready to go. Prepare yourself for a stereo show. The whole world's mad for the modernized sound of the stereo disc and the tape with the earphones bass on the left side, singing on the right side. Starting off with our first segment, the art of the trade. Now, I love trading just as much as anybody else. In fact, it might be my second favorite thing about fantasy football. Number one being the draft. Trading is trading you trading is essential to fantasy football because you may draft a really good team, but the season it changes all throughout between the beginning, the middle, and the end. And to be able to adjust throughout the season, you have to trade. Your team cannot stay stagnant. I don't think I've ever seen someone win a championship without trading. And if your team is falling apart, you definitely need to trade some pieces. But the thing about it is, not everybody knows how to trade. There's some good traders, there's some bad traders, and there's people who don't even trade at all. But the first thing we're going to go over is timing. You have to know when the perfect time to make a trade is. There is a window of opportunity for each player within the season that changes when you can make a trade. For Derrick Henry, for example, if you were to trade for Derrick Henry, your window of opportunity was in those first two weeks because now his price went all the way back up. I think you get what I'm trying to say. Right now, without going into any of the people we're gonna be trade targeting for, A good example would be David Montgomery. Right now would be a great time to trade for David Montgomery. I personally have David Montgomery and I am trying to trade him, not because I don't like David Montgomery, just because there are some people that I'm eyeing that I want to trade for that I like a bit more than David Montgomery. But the window of opportunity to trade for David Montgomery is right now. He hasn't done too much this season when he was in fully healthy outside of the mud bowl, flood bowl, flood bowl, mud bowl. He put up 15 for 122. When he's back healthy in the lineup, he's going to be the guy. He will more than likely impress. So the David Montgomery owner will more than likely be less inclined to trade him. If there's a player who you think is on the brink of a breakout game, pull the trigger. Immediately go all out, try to trade for him. Because once that breakout game happens, you're not getting them. Like there, there are windows of opportunity to where you can trade for a person and when their price becomes too much. Like Stefan Diggs, the first two weeks, he was untouchable. These past two weeks, he has been a bit pedestrian. His price has gone a bit down, 
and he's tradable now. Say you have Amon Ross St. Brown and you want to get Stephon Diggs. Personally, I would prefer to have Stephon Diggs. It wouldn't take too much adding on to Amon Ross St. Brown to get Stephon Diggs off of that. But in the first two weeks, Stephon Diggs was completely untouchable. I think you get where this is heading. Another example, Keenan Allen. He's not going to be in this, but if you don't have Keenan Allen and you are in need of wide receiver, Keenan Allen is one of my high trade targets. He won't be in this segment or this episode lesson, but he is somebody whose trade window is closing very quickly. Keenan Allen, when he's on the field, especially in PPR, he has proven time and time and time and time and time again, he is one of the premier wide receivers at his position. But because of injury, he hasn't even been on the field too much this year. And when he was on the field, he impressed. But he didn't even finish the full game, so the only stat line he has on the season is 4 for 66. It wouldn't take too much, especially if you have someone who's been producing, who I would be more inclined to trade away, say, he won't be in this, but say Jahan Dotson. I think you could package Jahan Dotson and someone else and get Keenan Allen pretty easily. Or Curtis Samuel and Keenan... Curtis Samuel and someone else and get Keenan Allen pretty easily because the Keenan Allen owner unless they have a really good team around them Keenan Allen has been killing their team so they need to get wins they need someone who's going to be healthy they need someone who's going to put up points for them immediately another part about the timing is the team that actually owns the player look for the teams that are bottom of 0 and 4 1 and 3 these are the teams that need to make trades And if they have any of these players, they're in prime position to just make a trade with because they are looking to make trades. Next up, we're going to be going over how to make a trade. Not a lot of people even know how to make a fair trade. Nobody's going to want to give away their great players for bottom of the barrel people that you just want to get out of the way. I received a trade not too long ago for actually twice from the same person for two different people. He gave me... Ezekiel Elliott for DeAndre Swift one for one and he also tried to give me Ezekiel Elliott for Leonard Fournette one for one nobody is accepting this (laughs) like I I truly wonder what goes through some people's minds when they when they develop these trades like if you don't want this player you like you don't think other people don't want this player and you're trying to get a player that's actually been producing and has a bright future ahead of them for a player whose season looks a bit grim, like it's not gonna work. (laughs) Unless that person is just like, unless you're trying to trade it to a super fan of that person, it's not gonna work. When you make a great trade, you have to give up something of value to get something of value. Part of it is looking for people who have what you need and you have what they need. That is the perfect situation. Not all the time does that happen, but strike up trade conversations. You never know how some people value their players. Obviously, don't send anything ridiculous that is bound to just get declined immediately because you're making yourself look worse. (laughs) But if you send a reasonable trade, just send it through. Maybe it'll get countered and just get the ball rolling. But you have to give up something of at least value if you want something valuable. Next up, we have avoiding too many trades. Yes, trading is extremely fun. Yes, it is good to have a new look on your team, especially when you started off the season horribly. 
but you have to avoid making one too many trades. There, it happens too many times where somebody makes great trade after great trade after great trade, and then they get a little bit too trade happy, and then they make that one last trade that they shouldn't have made, and it's the one trade that didn't work out for them. Don't be that guy. Once you have a team that you are confident with, that you are ready to go the rest of the season with, ready to go to war with, keep that team. After the draft, once you've made your trades and you're like, okay, unless like some drastic stuff happens, this is my team. Don't make any more trades. <laughs> Don't just trade to make a trade. Trade because you need to trade or trade because you see a way you can actually improve your team. Don't trade just because you want to take on the risk of making a trade. Like if you have a bunch of solidified players and then you're like, all right, let me go ahead and trade. Let's see, let me go ahead and trade um, Miles Sanders for Alvin Kamara. Because Alvin Kamara, you know, I mean, I, th- listen, I actually like Alvin Kamara. He isn't in here. I am actively trying to trade for Alvin Kamara, but at this point in the season, I would not trade Miles Sanders for Alvin Kamara. Miles Sanders needs to be re-evaluated, honestly, (laughs) because Miles Sanders is someone who I think will keep up what he's doing right now. Alvin Kamara, we don't know his true value. Yes, we've seen him have amazing games in the past. Yes, we've seen his past value. But this season, in this offense, with these playmakers at the wide receiver position, we haven't seen what Alvin Kamara has done. And the injury risk is there with him. He's been injured all throughout his career. He has an injury right now. So if you're trading Miles Sanders for Alvin Kamara, why would you risk toppling the team that you have just to try to get one extra possible superstar player? When you have a star player on your roster, who is getting you points, who is giving you big weeks, and is winning you weeks. That is a, that's an example of making one too many trades. All right, now that we've got into the art of the trade, let's get into some people who you should trade for. If you didn't get Romeo Dobbs in the waiver wire, I would be trading for Romeo Dobbs. I wouldn't break the bank for Romeo Dobbs, but I would actively be trading for him. I currently have Romeo Dobbs in my main league, And I was packaging him in trades for a bit, but the more I thought about it, and the more I, (laughs) the more I, I looked into, looked into him, Romeo Dobbs is in a very great position for his team. I don't believe he'll be the outright number one target for the Packers, but since week three, he's had a 24.2% target share. He's led the team in targets, he's led the team in catches, he's led the team in touchdowns, and he very well could have led the team in yards had he caught that 40-yard touchdown that he dropped from Aaron Rodgers. Romeo Dobbs has the opportunity to be a 1A, 1B with Alan Lazard for the Packers. He has impressed throughout these past two weeks so much, and Aaron Rodgers is gaining a trust in him. I talked a lot about Romeo Dobbs in the last episode, so we won't go over him too much, but Romeo Dobbs is somebody who I would be taking a risk on. If you have Curtis Samuel, I would trade Curtis Samuel for Romeo Dobbs. I would trade Jahan Dotson for Romeo Dobbs. I know I bring up those two names a lot, but those are just two people who I, they're both injured right now, so 
if you need a win, I would trade them for Romeo Dobbs because I do believe that Romeo Dobbs does indeed have long-term value. Not saying that those other two don't have long-term value, but Romeo Dobbs is in a better offense. He has the better quarterback, and he's the at least at the bare minimum, the number two confirmed of that offense. On to our next one. If you don't have Brian Robinson in your league, he may still be on waivers, but he just returned to practice. The people, the reports are saying he's looking extremely great. I believe that Brian Robinson will take up his starting job again within the next few weeks. I'm not sure it happens immediately in week five. I do think he plays week five the way it's looking, and I'm not sure he'll get the majority of the touches in week five. But Antonio Gibson has been struggling on the ground as a rusher since week one. So much, in fact, that the commanders utilized three total running backs in their last game. And their run game looked pretty good, but it's been very clear and apparent that they're lacking a big bruising back in that backfield, especially at the goal line, short yardage situations. And if you look in their practice, Brian Robinson is just literally physically so much bigger than all these other guys and I think his presence in that backfield will bring an element to that offense that they haven't had in a few years and that they greatly need now you saw last year that Carson Wentz he benefited from Jonathan Taylor being in that offense as a bruising speed back running the ball doing the play action getting the linebackers moved Carson Wentz benefited off of that. And I think that's what the commanders will try to push their offense towards now. Again, I don't think Brian Robinson will just immediately take back over in week five. But within these next three weeks, if he does return week five, which I do think he plays, but it's not guaranteed. I do think within these next three weeks, if he does play, I think he regains his starting role. I'm not too sure what happens with Antonio Gibson. I said on Twitter, I personally think he will be on a trade block. Look out for the Broncos, the Rams, the Cardinals, and I believe I said the Texans, yes. So be on a trade block for Antonio Gibson because once Brian Robinson Jr. is back, they have J.D. McKissick for passing situations, they have Brian Robinson for short yardage, first early down rolls and goal line. I don't see a role for Antonio Gibson in this offense unless they switch him over to wide receiver. So I do think he may get traded. A lot of people say David Montgomery will get traded, but David Montgomery, his presence to that offense, it has been missed. Yes, the numbers for Khalil Herbert look extremely great. Yes, Khalil Herbert has been balling out, but nobody in that backfield is as good as a pass catcher as David Montgomery. And David Montgomery is still a great rusher. He's still a great pass catcher and he's the best pass protector they have. He will still, I still think he'll be the number one for that team. I still think he'll be the guy, but I do think Khalil Herbert has solidified him a spot in the rotation. I don't think it'll be a 50-50 split, but I do think it'll be more of a 70-30, maybe 65-45, other than the like 80-20, 90-10 that we've seen in the past for David Montgomery. On to our next trade for a target though. We've got Chris Godwin. This is another person who I believe the trade window is closing in very soon for him. Chris Godwin has struggled with injuries last season, this season, all throughout his career. So there is injury risk here, but the Bucks offense is finally getting on its feet. You saw 
It took a little bit for them to get on their feet last week against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just got off to a crazy hot start. The Bucks didn't have too much time to practice because of the hurricane. But Chris Godwin, in his first game back, got 10 targets. If Chris Godwin is getting at least 7 to 8 targets a week, I am extremely confident in Chris Godwin to deliver big games and consistent games week to week. It shouldn't take too much to get Chris Godwin, especially after the performances he's been putting up lately. He hasn't been doing anything too crazy, so it shouldn't take too much to get him. He is one of my prime trade for targets. I think the window of opportunity to trade for him before his value gets a bit too high will be closed within the next two weeks. Another person who I think really it might be this week where the window of opportunity shuts on this person. I am trying. I have him in my main dynasty league and I'm trying to get him in my main redraft league because I wanted him in the draft. But the person who took him, he was listening to Slav Uni. He took, that, that's one thing I don't like about, about posting Slav Uni because some people in my league listen to this and they take my freaking players. But here at Sloth Uni, that doesn't phase us. We got other players. We can dig deep into the trenches and find value anywhere. We can find diamonds through the coal, through the rubble. But Brees Hall, I think this week against Miami will be his official breakout game. It hurts to say it as a Dolphins fan, but I don't think we beat the Jets this week. Especially if Teddy Bridgewater is out there starting. I think Teddy Bridgewater, or not I think, I know Teddy Bridgewater will be starting. If Teddy Bridgewater finishes the game, we will not win. Skylar Thompson is the truth, and I do believe that we have a chance with Skylar Thompson. Not sure we have a chance with Teddy Bridgewater. Zach Wilson is going to put on a clinic. Xavier Howard is not healthy right now. Byron Jones is out right now. Our cornerbacks are falling off the bone. And if we can't defend the pass, that means we're definitely not going to be able to defend the run. And we have struggled against defending running backs catching the ball all season. Brees Hall, he's going to have a game against Miami. If you don't trade for him before this week, you may never get the chance to trade for him again. He's outpaced last week. Michael Carter, 19 touches to 11 touches. Brees Hall is breaking out of the timeshare and he will gain control, full control of the main back timeshare. It will still be a timeshare this week, but he will gain control of the main lead part this week against Miami. I'm predicting a breakout game for Brees Hall. If you don't trade for him before this week, you will never have Brees Hall in that league this year. I promise you. On to our trade away targets. Starting off, I said this on Twitter a few days ago, maybe about a week ago, Antonio Gibson. This may be your final chance to trade away Antonio Gibson, either this week or this upcoming week or just after this week. If he has a great, if he has a decent game this week, I am sending out every trade offer I have to trade away Antonio Gibson because Brian Robinson Jr. is here. He has returned. Antonio Gibson has not impressed enough to keep his job, his starting job at least, that's what I mean. Antonio Gibson, if you have him, I would be shipping him out for anything I can get. I would trade away Antonio Gibson for Raheem Mostert if I could. That, that's, how, that's how dangerous it is right now for Antonio Gibson. On to our next trade away target. We've got Tyler Conklin. I warned a bit of people about how the shift, I believe we talked about this in our last lesson, the shift in targets between a backup quarterback and a starting quarterback 
changes things vastly. And I warn people, Tyler Conklin is doing amazing with Joe Flacco. I, he was one of my he was one of my pickups. He was one of my pickups for quite some time while he was hooping. But Zach Wilson, things will likely change. I said keep him for now, don't trade him away. But things may change with his target share once Zach Wilson becomes the quarterback. And things have indeed changed. Tyler Conklin was a benefactor of the Jets passing the ball an absurd amount of times. And I thought their offense would be a lot more balanced. It would be a lot more stable. They would be scoring a lot more points with Zach Wilson as quarterback. So there wouldn't be a need to pass as much because they wouldn't be down as much in many games. Or they wouldn't be getting blown out. So they wouldn't need to pass the ball as many times as they had to. And Tyler Conklin is there's still a chance for you to trade him away because there are a lot of tight end needy teams out there and there's a lot of people who would give some good things for Tyler Conklin. This is a window of opportunity, uh, again, for Antonio Gibson. The window of opportunity to trade him away, same with Tyler Conklin, is about to close because once they start stinking it up, nobody will want them. You won't even want them. So while they still have value, trade them away. (laughs) But... That capitalize off the value that they've had early in the season and gain someone who has more season-long value. Last up, now before I say this name, this is not an anti-take on this person because I still really like this person. But where their value is right now, you can gain someone of more value. Drake London. Again, this is not an anti-Drake London take, but you can trade away Drake London for Keenan Allen right now. And the Keenan Allen owner would probably take that with zero hesitation. If you have Drake London and the Keenan Allen owner is in need of a wide receiver, I would trade Drake London for Keenan Allen one for one and I wouldn't bat an eye. You could probably get Drake London and maybe give away one more one more insignificant piece, or not insignificant, but some, say, say you have Noah Brown. The, the A.J. Brown owner needs a wide receiver other than A.J. Brown. You could probably get Drake Lo- you could probably get A.J. Brown for Drake London and Noah Brown right about now. You could probably get A.J. Brown for Drake London and Jahan Dotson. Just, just literally, like, <laughs> you could get a top-tier wide receiver for Drake London with the value that he's produced right now. And I'm not too sure if that value will stay the same. I still like Drake London. I still think... He is a mid to high tier wide receiver two with a baseline of wide receiver three. But the baseline is still there because the Falcons offense isn't too great. I would personally like to have someone in a better offense than Drake London. So this is not an anti-Drake London take. This is more of a you can capitalize off the value that Drake London has right now for someone that has a lot higher of a peak and a lot higher of a floor. You get what I'm saying? I think you guys get I think you guys get the gist. But that's all we have for today. As always, if you've enjoyed, leave a like, subscribe, and comment any roster question that you have. Check out the bio for other platforms to reach me on. Most importantly, stay safe and spread love. Happy trading. Class dismissed. At any given time, there are around 1,500 aliens on the planet. Most of them right here in Manhattan. And most of them are decent enough. They're just trying to make a living. Cab drivers. Uh, Not as many as you'd think. Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. But why, why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. 
The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow.